Oh, man, I ran out of steam at the end there. <laughs> Sorry about that. I hope that wasn't too terrible on the old eardrums. But, you know, that's what you get. Sometimes that's just what you get. You got to deal with it. Uh, welcome to episode number 154 of the old Average Man podcast. Long Distance Travel is the name of this one. Long Distance Travel. I'll get to it. Hey, uh, welcome everybody. Thanks again for your time, for listening. Thanks for your ears. Appreciate your ears um, and your time too, I suppose. But you can kind of double... You can double whammy it. You can be doing something else important while you're listening to this podcast. So really, you know, if you're smart about it, I'm only taking up um, space in your ears, not in your diary. That's up to you how you run your life, but that's how I'd do it. Um, having a pretty quiet sort of weekend this weekend. I kind of needed it, sort of, um, you know, falling asleep quite early in the evenings. I tried to watch... Extraction 2 last night, which I've been like frothing over the prospect of this coming out on Netflix for, um, if I can say the word properly, Netflix, for a few months now um, and went to watch it last night with the missus and just like fell asleep first like 10 or 15 minutes. Now she's not going to watch it again because she watched it, so now I have to find the opportunity uh, to watch it on my own when she's not around. Um, because I'm old and I fall asleep easily and that's what happens when you get old. So I'm not doing anything this weekend. I was going to go camping, but the car is still in the panel shop. That's right. That brand new Ford Ranger we bought and spent all that money on the canopy and rigged out for camping and stuff. Yeah, my, my, my wife crashed into the fence at home in November last year. And Headland being Headland, we only just got the car into the panel shop like three weeks ago, but I still only just got it in. And they've had it for three weeks. They've had it for three weeks. And it's a small, like, two-day repair job. They told us they'd have the car for 10 to 14 days. They've had it for 14 working days now, and we still don't have the car back. Uh, Good work, Headland. Love ya. Love the shit out of you. So I'm not camping. I'm just chilling at home and I probably did need the rest, to be honest. It's been busy at work, which is good, and then restful otherwise. You know, I ended up taking three days off the gym this week. So yeah, three days, which, you know, doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is for me. I've trained six days a week for pretty much the last year solid. Uh, maybe not as consistent on holidays, but still have been training, you know, even on holidays every uh, every other day. So I took three days off because, you know, I'm old again. No, mostly because um, my arm, dude, I've like buggered up my arm. I think I was whinging about it last week. Ligaments or something in my left arm from my elbow all the way down to my hand, then up my bicep into my shoulder. Like the whole thing feels like someone grabbed my arm at the shoulder and at the wrist and just like twisted it in opposite direction, just fucked everything in the middle completely up. That's what it feels like. Imagine that for a visual of someone like, like, uh, like a giant or like Goro from Mortal Kombat, like someone with some, some grip strength, you know, grabbed your arm and just went and just like opposite Chinese burned your arm from, from end to end and all the ligaments got all twisted up and shit. That's how it feels like 
in my arm right now. I can't really hold shit properly, can't uh, hold my hand a certain way, my wrist a certain way. And it was just really causing me all sorts of grief. My last workout I did on Tuesday, actually I did a workout yesterday, a leg workout, but the workout I did on Tuesday before I had the three-day break was just excruciating, man. I was like, ah, something's got to give. We've got to have a break, give the arm a chance to rest. And I was tired, so I thought I'll just give the whole body a rest. And I think it's time to change up the training. Hey, I've been pushing really hard on, on like heavy lifting and trying to put muscle on this year. Uh, I've got a reason for that. I'll get to it. And so I think it's time to to switch it up and go back to lighter weights, higher reps, give the give the joints and the ligaments and everything a bit of a rest because um, for sure it's not going great for the old arm at the moment. So, yeah, time to definitely change it up, go back to, yeah, like I said, higher reps and lower weight and, and you know, just switch up the the philosophy for my training for now. I've really been enjoying pushing myself with with the way I've been lifting lately. Like I've hit all the highest for anyone that gives a fuck. And if you listen to this and you don't really care about um, weights, training and stuff, it's probably going to bore you. But I've been really interested, like really um, excited about well, heavy lifting lately and, and pushing the, all my numbers. So everything, my bench press, my deadlift, my squat, um, my rows, my shoulder press, my dumbbell press, every exercise I do, I've hit all my personal bests over the last couple of months. So I guess it's no doubt, no no surprise that my body is sort of screaming at me in my joint. I've always had kind of shitty joints, um, mostly manifested in bad shoulders. I've had some a little bit of trouble with my knees. Um, but the wrists and the ankles and the elbow, just everything. The legs are pretty good at the moment, which is sweet. But the arms, from the shoulder through the through the elbow down to the wrist, just it's not good. Not good news. So time to switch it up. Uh, I can't hit the bag at the moment either because of this left hand, which which really does suck. That is something I love doing, man. That's like I was doing it on Friday, then I started doing it on a Saturday, so I could have a bit more time, spend a good hour and a half doing a bit of a bag workout and then some shadow sparring and moving around and practicing different combinations and practicing like my foot my footwork and switch stance stuff and I was just really loving that. It's like therapy for me hitting the bag. It gets all that angst and anxiety and pent up energy out. You know, when you're frustrated and you want to break something, well you get that out when you hit the bag. Plus it's a really good cardio workout. It's also really good for it's one of those exercises or those activities that you do where you're fully submerged in in what you're doing. Uh for people who do things like uh spear fishing or uh archery or Martial arts is one of them. I spoke to Brooke Newson a couple of weeks ago. She's she does she races um, sprint cars. She said that's the same that's the same kind of thing. I imagine that it is. Um, so those those high output, high mental engagement activities you do that is kind of like a therapy because it's sort of almost like meditating. You're not doing anything except thinking about the bloody thing that you're doing because it takes so much physical and mental energy. So I'm missing that. But hopefully if I change the training up and keep giving the, the arm a bit of a, a break, it, it comes good and I can start hitting the bag again sooner rather than later because it's frustrating. Uh, not as frustrating as the State of Origin game on Wednesday night uh, where the Blues got thumped, really, and just shouldn't have. We looked like we had so many opportunities to score and they just never looked like scoring. And then Queensland would get the ball for two minutes, make a break, and just run towards the the uh, 
towards the wing, towards the sideline, and just score a try in one of the corners, just within through a gaping hole, just repeatedly. And yeah, they deserve to win. New South Wales did not deserve to win. It was very, very frustrating to watch. Um, so that kind of sucked. But you know, I guess you know what do you do? That's sport, mate. Um, few disappointments in the sporting world lately. That was one of them. Uh, I've been watching the Ultimate Fighter with Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor at the moment, and then McGregor is just. I watched his documentary recently and sort of got a big vibe back for him again. Thought hopefully he's going to come back and could be one of the best comebacks in 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 mixed martial arts history after him snapping the leg. Has he still got what it takes? Is, can he put it together and make a run for the title again? It could be so exciting to see him come back. And then he goes out and gets himself in trouble, snorting coke with some chick in a bathroom at the NBA, one of the NBA games, and he's been accused of rape. And he's seen with the girl walking into the toilets. And it's like, really, dude? Really? Like, I don't think that that he raped her. Um, she's probably trying to go for a money grab because it was, you know, just the circumstance around it and the footage and stuff. It didn't, it didn't seem like that was the situation. But he was clearly hanging out with some skank snorting coke with her in a bathroom at, a, at an NBA stadium after the game or whatever. It's like, you're meant to be a family man, dude, like... And you're meant to be a professional and a businessman and focused on making your your comeback and you're still running around doing this stupid shit. So, and then, to add insult to injury, he goes and misses the deadline to go into the, the drug testing pool, the USADA testing pool for the UFC to make uh, – the it was the cutoff line for him to be able to fight this year. He needs to be in the testing pool six months before he fights. The last card of the year is in whatever, December the whatever – and he's now missed the deadline to get into the testing pool to fight in December. So the fight with the other coach from the Ultimate Fighter is off. So he's out there running around being a fuckwit, snorting coke with skanks in basketball arena toilets and getting filmed and accused of rape. At the same time, missing the deadline to get into the fight for his main major comeback after his documentary come out. He talks about how much he still loves the game, wants to do this and wants to do that. And it's just such a disappointment, man. It's like, I don't know if this guy's for real or if he's just fucking with us all and trying to stay relevant and take and take our money, you know. Very disappointing as a mixed martial artist and a Conor McGregor fan. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. The dude, yeah, he's so he's so hit and miss, um, and a lot of misses more than hits lately. So hard to be a McGregor fan these days as well. I still hold out some hope, but you know, maybe I'm just uh, an idiot. Maybe I'm just desperate for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Hey, I I listened to a bloody pretty crazy Joe Rogan Epa uh, experience podcast this week. It was with Robert Kennedy Jr. If anybody knows anything about him, yeah, he is the nephew of John F. Kennedy, J.F. Kennedy, the assassinated president. His father, Robert Kennedy, was also assassinated for political reasons. And I believe he's running uh, for president, um, you know, in probably not likely to, to have a shot at it, but... He goes into all his policies and, and, and foreign policies and, and reform policies and how he wants to you know fix the country and a lot of really cool stuff in that um, podcast. But the main thing that really I was really interested in is he is, I suppose, what you would call or what you would label uh, an anti-vaxxer and not just by happenstance or by choice. Uh, he He's a lawyer and he's a litigator. He they litigate against um, large corporations who have like um, 
he's, he's an environmentalist as well, who have like infected waterways and who've, who've you know put glyphosate into um, into food food and water sources and caused people cancer and this and that. He's done this throughout his career, and he somehow got tangled or roped into investigating the vaccination industry in America. And what we all just take for granted doesn't seem to be so straightforward. I'm not going to sit here and make this guy's case for you because, one, I'm not what you would call an anti-vaxxer. My kids are all vaccinated and everything. I don't know enough about the whole damn thing to talk on it, but what I can tell you, if you're listening, is that it was really interesting. The guy clearly knows what he's talking about. The guy clearly has a lot of hard verifiable facts about the whole situation and it was it's a very very interesting listen and I I would implore you if you're interested in that at all even if you think that the term anti-vax anyone that has that thrown at them is a fucking idiot and write them off without any further uh, discussion needed I think that is kind of the premise of this argument of how this industry survives so long is because what we've seen throughout the whole COVID period, this disparaging of people who who don't conform to the official narrative and question anything past face value um, is a play from a playbook that's been used many times through for many different issues uh, throughout history and possibly has been used for the vaccination uh, industry as a whole, not just around the COVID-19 vaccinations. And look, whether you believe what the guy says, agree with what the guy says um, or, or not, I think it's um, I think it's worth a listen because he has a lot of very interesting information. He's got a book out about it as well. Can't remember the name of the guy's book. But yeah, I'm not the guy to tell you about this shit. As I said, I'm a dumbass chippy. I don't know. I don't know what's true, but this isn't some hocus pocus. Fucking, I watched a YouTube video, and this is what I think type of conspiracy theory. This is a dude that has uh, insider industry information and scientific studies to back up what he's saying, and a lot of really interesting points. Definitely worth a listen if that's something that interests you, one way or the other. So. Uh, I would I would employ you to check that one out. Pretty pretty interesting shit. Again, I'm not the guy. Don't come at me with your anti-vax hate. I'm just telling you. I heard, I heard a podcast that was super interesting. If that interests you, go and check it out. So, last week we went deep. I spilled my 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 inner feelings. And emotions and view on my current status in life out on the table. That was super uncomfortable for me, but I felt like it was something I should do because, again, that's what's been on my mind lately. And I hinted at the fact that I think I'm more than hinted at, I think I've straight out said that this week I'll have some big news to unveil. Now, there's still some forces at play that probably don't want me to go all out on this just yet, but I feel like it really is time. And I told you that I would. So it's time. I've been carrying this one around for a while. 
And I'm pretty excited to offload this little secret of mine. Um, because yeah, it's been something that has, it's been on 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 my mind on the cards for a while now, and I'm, and I'm excited to get, as I said, to to get it off my chest. So here we go, drum roll. This year will be our last year in Port Hedland. <sighs> there we go. I said it. We are looking at taking off in December at the end of December, and travelling around Australia in the caravan for 12 to 18 months. As long as we can sort of make it work, it'll be a bit of a working holiday because money will be tight to travel this bloody country this day and age with fuel prices and food prices and accommodation uh, at what it is, is a big ask for a family. Um... And that's what we're going to bloody do, mate. We will work as needed, myself particularly, the wife as she needs as well. But, you know, um, and, and we'll see how long we can stretch it out for. We kind of envision 12 to 18 months. The reason I say 12 to 18 months, and I think probably all up it'll be more like 18 months, is because we'll leave in summer, in December, and head down the coast. So head back down through Perth, down through the southwest, do the bottom of Australia, do South Australia, up through into Vic, do the inland sort of areas of Victoria and New South Wales, more than the coast. We will do the coast of New South Wales as we get further up towards the border between New South Wales and Queensland as well. And then we'll hit Queensland and playing it out on paper, in my head, whatever, we figure that we'll probably get to Queensland around August, September, October-ish, somewhere around there. And the idea will be that it's going to be starting to warm up again and we'll probably probably be broke. So if we pull up stumps in Queensland for six months, say if we get there in October, pull up some stumps for six months, October, uh, November, December, January, February, March, that's six months, and then start looking at leaving maybe seven months, start leaving April, end of April, and then the idea will be to obviously make some money, fill up the coffers a bit again, and finish the top end um, in the next dry season. So we're not doing far north Queensland and Northern Territory in the wet season, which would not be great (laughs) in a caravan with a little family. So... That's the plan, man. That is the plan. And there's no end goal. And this is really this is really us jumping off the, the edge. This is jumping off the edge. And there's a saying my sister used to have pinned up on her wall uh, as a teenager. I don't know who to attribute it to. But the saying was, uh, jump and the net will appear which is kind of stupid when I think about it now, but it resonated with me as a kid. And that is what we're doing. We're just going to jump and wait for the net to appear. So no plan. Uh, we're gonna, I'm 40 years old this year and we're going to – and the plan is to go spend all of our money and be broke by the time I hit 41. <laughs> um, uh, that's the plan. That's the big financial plan for our future. Um what? Well, this seems perfectly, perfectly legitimate. Seems like a good, 
safe, uh, financially responsible decision to make at this stage of life. So we're going to do it. Uh, and look, man, I think you've got the vibe last week if you listened to me going on that I'm just not happy, man. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I'm not really enjoying my life at the moment and where it is and, and, and I feel a bit lost. And there's no point having money and making money and setting yourself up with money um, and for the future and all those things which are really smart, important things to do if you're not happy. There's no point having those things in place if strain on your family and your marriage and if is hard and the kids are growing up in a in a in that environment, you know, like it's it's I'm not the kind of guy to sit there and just go, well, you know, this is the plan, we're gonna to commit to it and stay to it and stay the course and fucking make sure we get our financial fucking goals hit. In the meantime, my kids grow up and you know, we've taught them the wrong things. We've showed them the wrong way to live. That's really important for me. Um, you know, I, I say there's no plan, there's no goal, there's nothing in the inside, in, no, no, there's no end game as such. I have a ton of plans, goals, visions, dreams, options, things that I want to do along the way. I'm a very resourceful guy. I'm a very driven guy. I'm a very motivated guy. I'm a guy that can make things happen when I put my mind to it and when I'm outside of my comfort zone and when there's a need to make them happen. And that is the goal. That is the goal is to put ourselves in an uncomfortable unfamiliar situation get some really good experiences around the way shake the fucking bottle up turn the old snow globe upside down um create a little bit of chaos and then rearrange redirect re-aim reload recalibrate all those things and 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 have another run at this from another angle basically and as i said i've got a ton of things i'm not going to bore you with the details and the dreams and the ideas and the this and the that but I'm always thinking, I'm always planning, I've got heaps of shit up my sleeve. But as a general direction, uh, really it is just, it's just with the, with the wind, uh, off we go, um, open to all the opportunities, any and all opportunities that, that may arise once we put ourselves in this position. So, look man, too many times... I meet people, speak to people, hear about people who were going to travel Australia, but now the kids are too old, they're in high school and they can't do it yet. And that set of uh, limiting factors or restricting factors kind of is never ending once you start letting that be the case. Or they finally are retiring, they're going to go on the trip around Oz that they've planned for 20 years they've wanted to do forever and then Cheryl gets breast cancer and fucking gets terminal and dies or fucking Daryl fucking gets testicular cancer and fucking dies or fucking someone has a stroke or whatever it is you know some bullshit happens and then people never get to do it. I hear these friggin stories all the time man and what i'm quite certain of is that there is no perfect time there will be no perfect time this is the time for us now and i'm sure as shit even though i'm going to spend all my money and start my i can live my my, my the year of my 40s dead ass broke from scratch again i'm sure as shit not going to get to 90 years old look back and go you know what I really regret that year we fucking travelled the country as a family and had all those experiences and did that shit that fucking a lot of people just dream and talk about and never do I'm sure as shit not going to say that 
even if things go rocky and rough for us, it'll be like, you know what, we took a fucking chance, we spent the time together, we had the experiences and life threw at us, whatever it threw at us. So it's it's time, man. It's 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 time for us and I'm fucking excited to be perfectly honest. Really am. Really am. We 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 hope to find somewhere on the way around to fall in love with. Again, I have suspicions of where that may be. Um, but open to anything really as long as it's not somewhere cold. So probably gonna be yeah, in line with Port Headland or above um, you know, thereabouts. It won't be the bottom of Australia. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Not a huge fan of this of you know, real cold weather. Um, but hey, never say never, man. So that's it. That's what we're doing. That's our big news. We're off off for a new adventure. It means we're gonna have to homeschool the kids which is another reason why now is the right time to go. Shady's got three years of primary school left from, from next year, so we can't sit on that forever. Um, you know, that's another challenge. My sister homeschools her kids, has always homeschooled her kids. Um, my, both my parents are teachers, so I've got some support networks there. And, yeah, look, we're probably taking the cat with us, definitely taking the dog, probably taking one of the cats, so that's going to make life that extra bit interesting as well. And restrict what we can and can't do, but we'll bloody make it work, mate. That's that's what we do. So yeah, man, look, we're nearly there as far as really essentials, what we need. Um, you know, we're gonna see we we are on a strict timeline to save um between now and when we go. So cash is one of the things we need to keep working on, but but also uh, the car's nearly there. I need to get the external transmission cooling system hooked up on that, so I don't have troubles on those trouble on those really hot days towing like I have had in the past. The van's nearly there, except uh, and also for the car, I need the the native reverse cam conversion kit installed so that the reverse cam for the caravan comes straight through the head unit for the the rangers. Uh, for the rangers uh, yeah, for the head unit for the ranger, rather than through that stupid safety Dave cam thing that plugs in. I hate that thing. And then the van, um, we had some trouble with the water pump last time we were out, so I need to get that sorted as well so that the, the one-way return valve is, isn't is shitting itself and pumping all the water out whenever it's not hooked up to a hose. Should be easy enough to fix. So that and that. And, um, yeah, man, I, just, I really think this is going to be good for us, you know, good for the kids. Um going to be good to see Shady's confidence hopefully continue to grow he's really had a good year as far as coming out of his shell and doing these things he never thought he'd be able to do and Heidi's starting to follow in his footsteps they're growing up become more responsible um you know and they'll be out living in the great outdoors every day and 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 you know we're going to be very involved in their schooling because we're going to be the teachers so we'll, we'll be able to gauge where they're at and how they're going really well so I'm looking forward to that man I really am Really am. I'm going to have my builder's reg sorted by then. My application's pretty much ready to go in now. So I have the builder's registration sorted. And um, yeah, man, we'll off we go into the into the, the great outdoors, the great unknown, and, and see what we can make of it. So pretty, pretty bloody excited about that, mate. I'm going to have to mix up the training while on the road. A lot of body weight exercises and kettlebells and use some resistance bands and shit and that's part of the reason why I said earlier that I'm been lifting heavy and, and trying to put on muscle this year. I want to put on as much muscle as I can this year while I have access to the gym so that next year I can really do more calisthenic and body weight type stuff and um, yeah, I'm assuming I'm going to 
lose a lot of that muscle. So I want to put on as much bulk as I can this year so that next year I don't turn into a stick figure, which I quite often do when I'm not lifting heavy. I get quite lean and, and slim. And, yeah, I, I, I just – I'm enjoying being a bit heavier at the moment. The heaviest I've ever been in my life right now, 87 kilos. So, you know, th- this time last year I was 77 kilos. So, yeah, it's – um. I think I could sit pretty, 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 fairly comfortable at about 80 kilos now if I was to to lean up from where I am at the moment. That's sort of what I want to do, lean up, do the body weight stuff, but not turn into a bloody stick figure um, like I have been in the past. I don't enjoy training my ass off every day just to be skinny, you know, like that kind of pisses me off. So I'm trying to avoid that. Um, But yeah, man, that's, that's that's us, that's where we're at. I uh, I had the chat with my boss on on Friday and and let him know my plans and he was disappointed from a company standpoint but very supportive from a personal standpoint so I let both the bosses know actually and that was basically the the consensus and 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 that's really good man that they were personally supportive so I understand that it's a going to be a, a hit to the company but you know the company will adjust and move forward and go on mate that's what they do no matter who the person is that leaves. And that's, you know, a company gets used to doing that up in the in the Pilbara especially because it's a transient community. So, you know, given six months' notice was important to me because I just wanted to make that transition as smooth as I can, give the, the company as much chance and time to shuffle things around and retrain and move people and plan so that when I move on, there's there's someone there to slip in and, and make it as yeah, as seamless as possible. It's always... always uh, um, a readjustment and a you know a reshuffling stage when someone um, that's sort of you know has a has a, a fairly heavily heavy involvement in a company moves on and and does uh, and, and someone else steps up and does it but whoever they choose and and whoever they put in there will will, will figure it out and they'll be fine I'm a hundred percent sure of that so yeah it was good to get that off the chest as well and this was the other big one re- releasing the info on the podcast mate so it's actually. In my mind, it's been reality for a while now, but it's actually a real 100% you know, reality. That's it. Everybody knows now. It, it, it's, it's out there. It's out in the world. Now it's just about um, finishing this year strong. It's important to me to finish strong at work. Um, put a lot of time and effort into my, my role there in the company I work for and you know the way people look at me. and, and, and um, I want to leave that all intact uh, I've got jobs to do, I've got work that's ahead of me that I need to finish and something for me to concentrate on as well to help my, the time, you know, go quick. So I'm looking forward to finishing the week, the, the year strong and leaving uh, with a good taste in everybody's mouth, you know, and just looking forward to wrapping things up and putting things in place and getting our, making our physical life smaller and smaller and smaller as we get rid of shit and really downsize and get ready to fucking hit the road with fuck all besides what we can carry with us by, by a few you know maybe a maybe a trailer load of, of personal belongings and yeah hitting the road and getting it done getting on with it man so very very excited very excited um as you would have heard last week yeah i need to change shit up in my life to to find some happiness and fulfillment again so that's what we're gonna bloody do that's what we're gonna bloody do look man just over 30 minutes, 33 minutes. I reckon that's long enough. Um, I reckon that's it, man. I reckon that's time to, 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 to tag out 
episode 154 of the Average Man podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, by the way, if you listened last week and you use Instagram, you didn't tell anyone to go follow me because I've got not one new follower this whole week. That's very disappointing. I look at the views, man. There's people listening. So either you all listened and didn't fucking do anything or you all listened but you don't have Instagram or you listened and you spoke to your friends and your friends said, get fucked, too hard, I can't click the follow button, my finger doesn't work or whatever the fuck their excuse was. But I don't know, man, no one followed me this week. Come on, get out there, give me a hand. I want to take this podcast on the fucking road. I want to interview interesting people uh, around the country as we go. I want to get those numbers up. I want to get people following and excited and, and involved in the journey. And I need your help to get the word out there and to get the followers up, which I believe will result in more listeners. So come on, let's do this thing. It's a fucking, we're a group, we're a community, man. The average man army, let's fucking go. Um, all right, mate. I'm gonna gonna call it now on that. Got shit to do. Uh, not really. Got fuck all to do. Sunday afternoon. I'm just gonna publish this and then, um, yeah, chill out for the have a couple of beers. But you know, anyway, I'd go. You got shit to do. We got shit to do. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Get on the fucking Instagram and tell people to follow me, please. Peace. <laughs>